Well, hello and good afternoon and happy Wednesday. This is Rachel and I've got my good friend Anderson here with me. Hey. Back at it again. Podcast number 10. That's a nice, nice round number, yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, if you are new to how we roll over here, Oscar is destroying his bed. I don't know why he does that. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to let Anderson introduce herself a little bit, tell you where you can find some information on her. Well, my name is Jess Anderson, but I go by Anderson because there's too many Jessicas in the world. Gotta stand out just a little bit. So you can find me at photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook. And if you are a female or of female energy and 18 years or older, you can find my super secret Facebook group. It's Boudoir Photos with Anderson, uh, where I do some very sexy photos of ladies and build their confidence. It's my favorite thing in the world. Uh Uh-huh. And coming up into bridal season, right? So great boudoir opportunity for sure. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't even have to be for, like, I just talked to a client the other day who asked me for your information and told her, like, God, I can be for anything. And I was going, like, on through my list of stuff of why, 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 why. And she's like, girl, I'm just doing this for me. And I'm like, yes! (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't even have to convince you. You're already there. So that was awesome. Yes, absolutely. So... Um, I just, I'm so excited to do this podcast today after having our very first social event on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I want to talk about a little bit. Um, for me, if you love what we're doing, make sure you're on the Facebook and you go over to a good girl's guide page, like it up on Instagram. You can find me at vote for parties. Um, and we'll talk about the much of it, um, from here on at the end of the podcast, but social event. This was fantastic. We literally just decided, I mean, not literally, it doesn't matter. Um, it was more of like a collective group. Like we'd been hearing from women. We need these, like, I wish I could meet people. I wish I could meet other moms. I wish I could meet whatever, whatever. And we just decided, okay, well, let's just do an event. If, if it's just the two of us, it's just the two of us. But Mm -hmm. luckily it was not just the two of us. It was 100% free. It was kid friendly. If you couldn't find a sitter, if maybe you're a single parent, uh, we had a good group. I think about a dozen women ended up showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had two brand New people we had never even met before yes, who found us on Facebook. Organic, it was very organic. Yeah, nice. yeah, and two completely different women, but mm-hmm. fit in perfectly. Who basically said the same thing. I'm just looking for a, you know a social opportunity, and you know there was business talked in terms of what do you do for a living, but it wasn't a recruiting opportunity. It wasn't networking in that regard. It felt really good, just like sit around with other women and talk about anything and everything. So mm-hmm. we will be absolutely doing those again. Make sure to uh, tune in and message the both of us if you have questions or concerns about locations. Uh, we have had requests as well from ladies that are like, oh, I really need that kind of thing in my life that are maybe not local. God, just start organizing it. It's fine. You can do it too. But if you really want us to come to your town, okay, you can let us know. And I mean, we'll, yeah, I was say, we'll show up with a party in tow. Okay. It's whatever. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. So Speaking of social, so we decided that today our topic would be, uh, I mean, just let's talk social in general, all right? We're not going to be talking about Facebook. We're not going to be talking about Instagram. We want to talk about like the in-person connection and why it's important, why you're avoiding it, uh, the story you're telling yourself about why you're avoiding it, and so on and so forth. So before we even kind of get into it, like, I mean, I I can tell you that maybe two years ago, 2018, Rachel, as we always say, right? Um, would have, I wouldn't have classified myself in that category specifically. Like I always have said I'm a very social person, but I absolutely was more reclusive mm-hmm. like two Same. years ago. So we fall into this, I just want to stay at home. I want to get comfortable, that kind of thing. And that was me. Um, and I would probably still be that way 
as a work from home mom, I don't have, you know, much interaction with people mm -hmm. unless it's at the parties that I go to for my job. But the opportunity that I forced myself to do was basically networking. And that was, you know, on a professional level, it was necessary uh, for the goals and dreams that I had. But I never envisioned the amount of opportunity it would provide to my social confidence, I would think. That, that would oh, be yeah. a good way that's, to put it, social confidence. That's a really good way to put it. Because even today, like, we we had a, a the social networking group that the we went to. The personal development group. Yeah, the personal development. Mm -hmm. But it was less about business and more about just, like, getting to know other people and getting to know yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. When I walked in, everybody was already doing an activity. Like, I wasn't late, but they were doing, like, this the pre-content sure, sure, activity. Sure, sure, sure. And I walked in and everything was already started. I just put my bag down and just jumped walked in. Up, yeah, just jumped in, walked up to somebody and started talking yeah. and doing the activity with them, which was we had to ask these complete strangers questions. And I did see some familiar faces, some familiar faces in the crowd, and I made a point to not go up to them. Mm -hmm. I went to ladies that I didn't know, and, you know, 2018, Jess would never have done that. I would have been too scared, too self-conscious. I would have been like, oh, do I look professional? Am I dressed nice? Like, all of these ladies look really good, like, really, like, mature and older, and I just, I feel really young, and, like, I don't, like, I'm not in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And today was not like that at all. And our friend Molly, who, chiropractor Molly, mm -hmm. I was telling her that this was one of the, maybe the first events in a long time that I've been to that I had zero anxiety or zero monkey mind going to. Like, you just told me, like, a week or two ago, oh, hey, I have this thing at this day at this time. And I was just like, okay. And so it was on my calendar today. So I woke up and I was just like, yep, I'm going to this thing. And I showed up, walked in, no problems. Mm -hmm. You and didn't I, think of a hundred reasons why you shouldn't show up? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was, like, I maybe had that moment of, oh, I'm really tired. I want to stay home and sleep. But it was like, nope, I got this event. I got to go to. Yeah. Didn't even think about it. Honestly, didn't know what the group was called before I showed <laughs> I up. I still couldn't even remember yeah. until, like, today. But yeah. it's a good one. Growing with purpose. Growing with purpose. Growing with purpose. It was a great, it was a great time. And yeah. I think that it's because you and I have started to do more social things and get out of our comfort zone more often mm -hmm. that... 2020 Anderson is totally okay with walking into a room full of strangers and yeah. being social and yeah. being present and being heard. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. And I think that, you know, for those that are listening, like, well, number one, I don't need to network for the type of job that I'm in. First of all, this was a personal development group. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a work from home mom. This is literally about any woman who believes that there's more for herself maybe you're already on the journey and you're just looking for other like-minded women but it doesn't have to be about professional um but it's it's still important so if you don't think that it's for you that's okay but we're gonna get into the reasons why you're not being just genuine generally, generally social as well but i agree like this is so different than meeting up with your girlfriend's you know, every, every other Friday for margaritas or whatever, because those are people, you know, mm -hmm. and the, the more that I get into it, the more I just want to preach how important networking is and, and it's just networking again. Okay. And the, 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 the misconception I had about networking before I got into it was that it was strictly business related. Like you were going, you were showing up, you were changing your business cards with people, you were recommending them, you know what I mean? Which was what you do. Sorry. But, but it, it is much different. You don't want walk in and you're just literally making a list of one to 10 people that you're going to be following up with as soon as you leave and saying like, do you want my business or who can you help me find my business? It's about cultivating relationships mm -hmm. so that you can network within that other person's network.
network. And that's what's important because if you ask me about needing a Mary Kay lady, I got a Mary Kay lady for you because I see her out there, you know, busting her hump. She's a personal development group. She's a networking group. She's doing vendor events. So that's somebody that I'm going to respect that has consistency in their business and really takes it seriously. So when somebody asks me for a Mary Kay name, I've got one chick I'm going to refer you to. And that's the power of networking. But like you had said, Dr. Molly, uh, Dr. Molly is our chiropractor friend. Okay. Uh, she prefers that we call her Molly, by the way, but <laughs> for, for all intents and purposes here, we're going to call her Dr. Molly. Uh, same thing, right? Like even though she, I mean, I will refer her to everybody. She is now my friend yes. and that is just as powerful because in your thirties, it's difficult to make friends, especially again, if you work from home. Exactly. So there is double benefits to networking and the more people you know, the better off you're going to be. We, we've discussed previously too, like the amount of businesses that you learned about that you yeah. didn't even know were in existence. There's been a couple of them that I, ladies that I've met at networking groups doing things that I didn't even know people could get paid yeah. to do. Oh yeah. Like, I was just like, you, you make, you make actual money doing that. Like you're in business. You're yeah. not like, this isn't just a side hustle. Like this is your full-time job mm -hmm. and you're getting paid full-time pay to do yeah. this. It's awesome. Yeah. It helps. I, I guess in my head, it was kind of like, oh, well, cool. Like if I want to come up with like some random off the wall idea for a business, it's really it's doable. It's possible. Yeah. It's, it's possible. Everything, yeah. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Well, and that's a quote that yeah. once it becomes an idea, it means it's possible. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That means that there is a path there some way, somehow you might not know how it is, but you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredibly powerful. And I, and I have met women that can help me in my business that mm -hmm. I would have never known about existed either. So efficiencies or consistency or whatever, growing yourself, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've taken things from women where, I mean, it's just literally like I might not be getting business up front, but mm -hmm. it is rippling through my business in other mm -hmm. ways. The amount of women that I've met through networking events, social events, like social events that weren't just like my friends mm -hmm. that now tag me on social media anytime someone's like I'm looking for a photographer I get 10 to 15 tags on a single post yeah. from different women. and all you did was meet them exactly. you didn't say give people my name give nope. people my name here's my card nope I no. met them and I was genuine and I made a connection and I follow up with them because I genuinely think that they're interesting human beings yep. and it's more than just a business transaction to me yeah. this is a human connection yeah and because I took the time to build that relationship first they're paying it forward they want to see me win because I'm I want to see them win, and I've, yes. and I've made that abundantly clear. Yeah. If you're in my circle, if you're in my community, I want to see you win. That's right. I'm going to be there room is, for you. There is more than room, more room for than just one at the top. Yes. More room. I can't, I can't even there's, talk now. There's room for more than <laughs> yes, one at the top. You. It's okay. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Um, yeah, and I will circle back to that because that's something that, for me, that was a ha aha moment in my quarter-life crisis was after I started to figure out, like, what I wanted to do in terms of coaching and leaning into that. I was petrified that if I taught everybody what I learned, everyone's going to all of a sudden want to be a coach because mm -hmm. they were going to love what they did, want everybody else to feel that way. No, that was just my mentality. Yeah. Somebody else wants to be the best nurse in the world. That's what they're looking to do. Somebody else wants to be the best author in the world. And there can be more than one great nurse and more than one great author. Uh, that's the that's the lack mentality that people suffer from is that they, they think that somebody else has to suffer for us to be successful. Mm -hmm. And it's just not that way. So you, you nailed it on absolutely on the head that that's what it is is like it's all about the relationship and when you can take that uh pressure off of yourself about i'm i have to build this person's business and my own or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be then it it is a relief it just oh, yeah. feels like you said then you feel the relationship take place and that is what's more important so networking for sure on a, per, a professional level i highly recommend but 
we didn't even know that a networking group basically existed for personal development. Oh, yeah. We were talking about creating it, right? Yes, yeah. And then come to find out, um, my Rise Life Coach that I've been so gifted to be part of a community with, uh, we just have, I like happened to say it, and she's like, girl, that already exists. I'm like, what? And it's been around for three years here in Lincoln. So that's that's important. Yeah. Um, and the group's growing. Uh, and if you want to be a guest, by the way, you can come for free once. I highly recommend it. Um, it's great. So, yes. Yeah, so so that's, the, that's networking and its intent is to build those relationships. So how do we handle, like, everyday Joe Schmo and Joe by Josephina, if we're talking about that, okay. <laughs> how do we tackle this... this um, obstacle. I don't know what you want to call it when it comes to being social. All right. So, um, I'm, I'm going to take my example from our line of work, mm -hmm. right? Like, I really love what you do. I really want to do it with you. Like party wise, like I'd love to host a party. I don't know any friends. I don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the number one things we get. I have no friends. People say that. Um, and well, so back in the day, like our natural reaction would be like, okay, liar. Right. right. <laughs> like that's what, okay, whatever. Um, but you know, 2020 Rachel just I'm like, in my brain, will say, if this is true, then I feel sorry for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, like, I always feel like when they say it, it's almost like they try to take the blame off themselves. Like, I don't have any friends. Well, it's not that I'm about to say, like, what's wrong with you that I don't have friends. It's more like, what's wrong with you that you're not cultivating relationships to have friendships because they're so powerful. Like, nobody can sit in this podcast and tell me that you don't remember who your best friend was when you were a kid. And even if it was your teddy bear Frank, okay, mm -hmm. you had a best friend. And maybe that shifted in middle school when you shifted environments. But I have a best friend from each one of the major seasons of my life, from elementary to middle school to high school to college. I have a few from college. Um, and now I'm gaining some in my 30s. So nobody can tell me that there wasn't an important relationship in their life at some point. Can you imagine the level of the capacity for strength in a relationship in this time in your life? If you could have made those fun memories that you made as a kid or exchanged dreams with each other because there was no limits in your 30s, how powerful that could be. It would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be really amazing. But the thing that we hear is, oh, well, it's just easier for me to Netflix at home. I want to wear a messy bun and not do anything. I, whatever, whatever. Like, my dream weekend is just to sit on the couch and binge watch Charmed. <laughs> I love Charmed. I did watch that when I was younger. Oh, yes, me too. Yeah. Right after school reruns, I would watch it. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> but, right. Yeah, part of me wants to say, like, my knee-jerk reaction is definitely that it's the society we live in today, the culture we live in today, that everyone wants to seem like on one hand it's everyone's dealing with mental health issues that they're not talking yes. about. Yes. So everyone is in some type of depression or anxiety and they're not talking about it because yeah. they don't have a, a supportive community to help rise them up or they're listening to the the shame monk like blamers who are like, oh if you're depressed it's your It's your own fault. It's your like, fault. Like get over like, it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't that bad, whatever you went yeah, through. Because everyone yeah. goes through traumas. That's the thing that I, annoys me the most about people talking about mental health is like, oh, she went through a traumatic event. Like, get over it. I got over it. I'm like, yes, but your trauma is different than the next yeah, person's trauma. Yeah, so you, you don't get to label what the severity was. Exactly. And yeah. you, don't get to, you don't get to blame them for how they heal. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, when you're talking about yourself and you're talking about your own trauma... It, you're not responsible for what you went through. You're responsible for how you heal from it. Yeah. So the healing part of it is your responsibility. So say you were in a domestic relationship or abusive domestic relationship, whatever. I can't talk. Words are hard. <laughs> it's not your necessarily your fault. Obviously, I don't know what situation 
person by person, but mm -hmm. it's not your fault that that person was abusive or, um, you know, hurt you, did something traumatic to you, but it is your responsibility to heal from it. Yeah. It's your responsibility how you react to the situation. So it's going back to the nobody has friends, everybody wants to sit out at home on the couch, is because people don't know or don't want to start that healing process. They don't know how to, they don't know that that's the next step. You know, they are feeling these, this feeling of wanting to be at home by themselves because they don't want to face other people. They don't want people to know that they're going through something traumatic. Right. So really it's my first step would be go to therapy. Even mm -hmm. if you don't know why you're depressed, even if nothing traumatic happened in your life, there might be something that you are blocking out. There might be something that you, you think is like, the smallest little thing insignificant, but when you talk to your therapist about it, you might realize, wow, it's affecting my life a lot more than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So my first suggestion is get yourself to therapy. Talk therapy is so powerful. If you give into it, if you open yourself up and just talk to a professional, uh, mental health professional, because mental health is not a dirty word. Mental health is not something to shy away from. We all have a brain. We all have... We all have mental health. Exactly. We all have mental health. It's mm -hmm. your responsibility to take care of your, your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And, you know, when you say... So there's another quote that I love. <laughs> you might not have basically done what you did. Oh, like the responsibility might not have been yours, but it's now yours to deal with yeah. is basically what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a hard statement because you know, people I think take offense to it. And it's like, nobody's saying it's your fault. That's, that's the power in that statement is that it, it more than likely is not your fault. That's mm -hmm. how you end up with trauma. Most people do not have self-inflicted trauma. Mm -hmm. They might have self-inflicted trauma because of an original traumatic event, yes. but it, if you are not dealing with it, if you are not learning from it, if you are not dissecting it, that is the responsibility you're taking is to do nothing. So whether you like it or not, you're, you're doing something about it and it might be nothing, but it might be something. So that's really important. I think, um, now it's funny that you say that because you know, like when, when you brought up this whole thing about needing to kind of go into the mental health discussion I agree because I don't want anybody to feel like that you know I'm shaming you because oh, you no, want to stay yeah. home or whatever because like I said I was there but that I do believe is part of it it can absolutely be part of it because that leads into more being in your own head mm -hmm. like you to me when people say oh like I'm just gonna sit at home and watch Bewitched or whatever you know um I think about the fact that you're just afraid of being seen yeah and that, that's bigger. That was me. That was me. Mine was not mental health related. Mine was insecurity related. But could you argue that insecurities and anxieties stem from your mental health and your how you view the world, how your perspective on the world? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that what we, you're saying is like people might not realize oh, yes, it's yes, mental yes. health that's holding them back. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have connected those two. Like okay. I, even in the moment, didn't think that it was about feeling insecure even though it'd be like something like, oh, I got invited to that thing and I really want to go to that thing, but mm, it's just too much work. What if I don't know anybody? Right. Um, like one of my silliest things is like if I would be late to something, then I just wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's self-sabotage. So obviously I was like trying to make myself late. Again, subconsciously, subconsciously I would make myself late because come the F on in 2018, 2017, 2015, you, you can do backwards math to figure out how much time you need to get ready to be somewhere exactly. but I couldn't handle that like I would be five to ten minutes late just about anywhere I went more importantly like I would get I would get massive anxiety if I, I was GPSing and it would say I would be one minute late I would have to talk myself 
very heavily into going to whatever it was because that would immediately be a detractor for me. I can't walk into that late. I can't, even if it was like someplace I knew, I'd be like, I can't go into that late. So I think that that's where it kind of can start from. Like, and that's why people have to kind of think backwards. Like you did not get here overnight by saying, I'm just going to spend my entire weekend as a shut-in. I'm going to order all my food on Grubhub and I'm going to really maximize my Netflix uh, subscription. Mm -hmm. That's not how it started. It started way back in the day, all those baby steps. So maybe it started with a whole weekend of binging, but maybe from time to time you would just take like one, one night a month and you would really catch up on your shows and it felt real good to be all stretched out in your sweaty pants and mm -hmm. your nice warm blanket. Uh, but then, you know, prior to that, it was because you'd come home from a really stressful day and you'd peel out of those clothes into the comfy clothes. And so it's all, it's progressive. So it, it doesn't happen overnight. And that's another important thing to look into because you might look at yourself on a Saturday and be like, how did I get here? Well, think about it. You got to right. figure it out first. Well, and the other thing that I was thinking, like my knee jerk reaction, because I'm pulling, pulling from personal experience, was that for a few years, I had a job where I worked shift work. And so I made excuses about, well, my schedule won't allow me to hang out with my friends. My schedule won't allow me to make time for myself. My mm -hmm. schedule, I would go so far as saying like on the weeks that I would work 50 to 60 hours at my shift work job, my stressful law enforcement job, um, I would say that I didn't have time to go grocery shopping mm -hmm. because I was either working or sleeping and I only had time for basic like, um, cleanliness, personal hygiene tasks. Mm -hmm. I didn't have tasks outside of the house. I didn't have time to do anything. I didn't have time to, to do X, Y, or Z. But somehow, I stayed up to date on all of my Netflix shows. I yeah. stayed up to date on all of my social media. Yeah. I would, you know, spend 20 minutes standing in front of the mirror, brushing my teeth, just staring at my, my cell phone. <laughs> but in the moment, I didn't realize it. But that was a form of... I was, I was severely depressed at that time. So pulling from personal experience, um, if you are in a job that's highly stressful, if you are in a job that is shift work or mandated overtime, things like that, and you have to really schedule time for your personal health and and social aspects because if you don't, it's very easy to to get to that point where all you're doing is eating, breathing, and working. Like sometimes there's not even sleeping in there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's you have to be able to recognize. You have to take a look wherever you're at in the world right now, whether you're in the states or not, whether you're in Nebraska or not. Take a look at your life right now. About you do a quick evaluation of how you spend your time on a typical day yeah and if you're working too much maybe you need to find a new job if you love your job well then that's great and you should have lots of energy after you get off work and be able to go out and be social and things like that i'm not saying that jobs that are fun can't also be draining but there's a difference between being so mentally drained emotionally so mentally drained, drained. Mm -hmm. there are days that i would go home and i would pass out after work fully clothed with the lights on because i was so so mentally drained physically drained and I sat at a computer desk. Oh yeah. But I was so drained yeah, yeah. from everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Exactly. And again, so this conversation is not like for you to feel like you're being shamed. Mm -hmm. It's because we have been where you've been. So, exactly. you know, there's a reason why you're watching what we do on social media. There's a reason why you're listening to this podcast. So we share these things with you because again, it's all about recognizing your potential and you know living the life that you want to live and you get there by kind of dissecting these things i my mine was very similar like when i think about like you know when i was 15 was when i got my first job and it was part-time of course but it was late night hours mm -hmm. because that's what was available to teenagers at the time i worked like a six to nine shift i so not that late but you know what i mean but for a teenager for but a for a teenager so you go to school all day you'd work these part-time hours 
And on the weekend, somehow, I still would manage to stay up till 12, 1, 2, partying, you know, and my, uh, when it was legal and when it was not so legal. Um, but somehow, someway, I would still find the energy to get up, like, at 7 o'clock to open the restaurant and work on, like, three hours. I mean, I felt like crap. But I still did it because I, because at that time, the things that were important to me were making money and having a social life, right? So I made the time for the things that were important to me. And then when I became 21 after college, and I had, like, a big girl job, but I still worked nights. Like, I worked a 2 to 11 shift, but the same thing. I still was able able to finagle it in to party on the weekends that I didn't have coal and you know still get to the job and stuff like that because it was important to me that was my priorities at the time mm-hmm. but it, like it's funny because then I would think about what you were saying it was like on a day off that was when I would schedule my stuff right that was when I would do my things because I wouldn't do shit on the days I had to work oh, yeah. like I would get up lounge around the house, make a meal, watch TV, drag my butt around. I wouldn't even clean the mm-hmm. house on the days that I had to work. And then I would go to work and come home and do the same thing. But on my days off, it was only one thing at a time. Like the days off I had one week, I would go grocery shopping. Well, I mean, that would probably happen every week. But another week I would run to the bank. Another week after that, I'd make my doctor's appointments because that's how unbelievably lazy I was. Like mm-hmm. I just... It, was, it wasn't even that it was mentally exhausting at that time. It was just like, oh, it just takes so much time because I would rather be doing this instead. Mm-hmm. So that was very normal. You know, like when people talk like now when they're like, you just seem like you've got your shit together. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry to tell you I'm just being an adult. And for some people, this comes off very easy because you probably had really good influences or you had really good parents that like gave you the life skills that told you when you were younger. Like there's a reason why I'm making you do these chores. It's not as a consequence. It's because nobody's gonna clean your house for you my first house was disgusting Same. yeah like Same. i never deep cleaned it i, I never n- cleaned the bathroom like, oh ever. i would wipe the toilet down because that grosses me out but <laughs> but same thing like <clears throat> there'd be dust like just caked in places uh because it just wasn't important to me and you know now when you talk about that phrase like everybody has the same 24 hours i would have rolled my eyes so hard at you like when i was like 22 23 i'm like oh well, whatever whatever but yeah we were just talking the other day about how our lives are so different right like my mom wanted to come visit me and she was like well what time should i come over i was like well i'll be up at eight blah 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 she's like you get up at eight i'm like that is actually late mom mm-hmm. like most people i mean seven whatever whatever it is it's just earlier than it used to but now before lunchtime before olivia takes her nap i could have put in an hour's worth of work i could have been at the gym i would have taken her to the park i probably went and picked up groceries all before lunchtime and that is like it's like the episode of friends when joey's like telling ross that he's doing like a work week's worth of stuff in the whole day and he's like here's monday and he calls chandler and pranks him i'm like that was my life Mm -hmm. that was my life and i can completely resonate with that but joey wasn't successful as an actor either right he's broke (laughs) all the time uh, but yeah, like you asked me what I do in a 24 hour period. You probably don't want to know. Oh my God. You probably don't want to know. When you got here, you asked me if it was nap time. I asked you if it was nap time because on my drive over here, I was like, okay, it's 4 p.m. I got up at 8 a.m. I've been awake for eight <laughs> hours. I was like, but I'm not planning to go to bed no. for another eight hours. Yeah. It's literally the middle of my day at 4 p.m. Isn't that crazy? Which is crazy because I used to think that 4 p.m. was the, oh, this is the death, like, you're getting home from work, you're taking your shoes off, you're getting ready to, like, relax for the rest of the and night. And for some people it is. It is. And some people it works. But for me being self-employed and being an entrepreneur, I know that I have eight more hours of work to do. Yeah. I know that I have but certain things that have to get done. But it's good. It's good. Right? It's, it's good. Yeah. It's We're, amazing. But my... I, <sighs> I went from working a mandatory overtime job, high stress job, 
because it was law enforcement, um, where I thought that I didn't have enough time in a day, but then I would still be able to get all of my other stuff done yeah. outside of work. And now it's work never ends and I, I'm go, 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 which, but it's, it's things that I want to be doing. That's the it's, difference. I feel aligned. Yeah. I feel cosmically like I have all of the energy in the world most days. Um, but it's, that's not just a one day a week. Like I kind of want, I've been thinking about this jokingly. Um, I want a TV crew to follow me around for an entire week to see that I literally some days like Monday, I left my house at 8.45 a.m. to drop the kids off at school and I didn't get home until 10.30 that night and maybe spent 90 minutes at home in between there because I had back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back -to -back tasks. Mm -hmm. And it is getting all of those adult errands run and, and doing all of the adulting things, but it's getting the work done as well. Yeah. So Just so you know, you already have a film crew in your purse pocket. Yeah. 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 I know. And uh, I I, and that's, you know, I mean, I, I do that. I do that I with do. people. Like, I, I know that I am on my, it's, it's so funny because, you know, I, I debate my head about, like, how much do I need to share? Like, one, it, part of it's, like, just, it's insecurity. Like, I don't want people to get sick of me, but, I mean, yes. if they get sick of me, they'll stop watching, right? But it's, it's not about accolades. It's not about, like, recognize all this work that I'm doing. It's, it's about showing other people that there is a way. Because it's funny that you had said you had this realization that you were mm -hmm. smack dab in the middle of a 16-hour day. Yeah. I had just said at some, some something the other day that sometimes I go back through my story and it says, like, yes. eight hours ago. <laughs> and it's, like, two in the afternoon. And you're like, what? Yeah. I've already been posting for eight hours today? Yeah. Yes, I know. And I, it, I really took notice of my posting on my social media last week because I was I had was recovering from an injury and I was really in pain and so I was not posting on social media and then like the first day that I felt really good was like Saturday or Sunday and I noticed that my Facebook story had like 30 things on it and I was just like wow I was like I wonder if anybody else noticed that I went from zero posts last <laughs> week to a million posts this week yeah but it yeah I mean it's Utilize, it is. Your, utilize your social media. Yeah, utilize your social media. I think that, you know, when we talk about that, it, it talks, that's accountability. Mm -hmm. And I like that for myself because I had jokingly told a client, like, they said something about, oh, I love to watch your story. And I was like, yeah, but, like, she was, like, here and I had, like, my hair half in curlers or something, you know. And I'm like, I'll put this on social media or whatever. But it is, it's like. I can't fake a sick day. I can't, like, call, like, if I just don't feel like doing a party, I can't just cancel it because in three hours I'm going to post what Tony cooked me for dinner. So <laughs> my host is going to be like, um, I thought you were sick. So I just want you guys to know I don't do that. But uh, it does, it, it, it makes you feel good about your level of integrity. It makes you feel good about, you know, that accountability. And it provides consistency for you in that regard. And, and, and in retrospect, it will ripple through to the other people in your life. So that's one of the positive things that you can use social media for, especially when there's so many things on the table that are negative about what it can do. So, I mean, I love stories. I just think that everybody should be doing them. I'm obsessed with everybody's lives. So uh, if you want me to show you some love, make sure that you're posting on your story consistently because I love it so we should talk about people specifically like you know this is as we're sharing this is stuff that we have been able to do to kind of get out of our own heads and why we have found it to be beneficial to be social and you know and as Jess already mentioned one of the recommendations she had to be for talk therapy and I fully agree with that um, I can't say that social media or social media talk therapy has made me want to be more social but I I mean I agree like it's given me the tools to deal with my anxiety mm -hmm. about being the new person in the room and 
Um, that's both again, personally and professionally. I've even seen a notice and a change at my parties, you know, like when, um, I used to ask like, a, when people ask me business questions or whatever, and they'd be like, I can't do what you do. That is one of the most annoying phrases on planet earth to me. Uh, I get why people say it, but that's, when people would ask me or say that, I would go, listen, you'd be surprised to find out that I'm an introverted extrovert. And not a lot of people know that or believe that about me. But let's be honest, okay? You might be watching my story, but it is me filming by myself exactly. in my bedroom or my kitchen or whatever, you know? I don't even like filming on my story with my husband around because it makes me feel insecure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was my kid. My kid's my social media manager, just so you guys know. <laughs> it's not my husband taking pictures. It's my kid because I'm like, well, he won't think I'm stupid. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> He's just like, why do I have to take this picture of you doing circles on the deck? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just do it. Right. Um, I digress. All right. So I don't even remember where we were going with that. What we're talking about. I don't know. I This is a problem for us. Yeah, I know. Squirrel. Squirrel moments. But they talk okay. about, I said, my oh, my clients. My clients. Say they can't be you. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Um. I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm -hmm. So introverted extroverts, you know, for me, like I can shine when I feel comfortable. But like when I would walk into a party, especially if I didn't know anybody, I wasn't talking to anybody. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of consultants will jump right into conversation. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll get themselves kind of connected with the people. I couldn't do that. I like physically couldn't do it. I knew that as soon as the party started, I'd be fine because I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. I knew that, you know, my my passion would come through in that empowerment portion. And it was always validated in the ordering room. You know, I had such a good time. You're, you're so fun, those kinds of things. But I never knew how to bring it out in the beginning yeah. because I just wasn't confident. I had giant insecurities about what are they going to think of me? Like, I don't feel like I fit in, especially if it was, you know, a group of women that I really could have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was always talking to the dogs. I was just going to say, always talk you to the always dogs. told me that you would find the dog in the house. Oh, yeah. The well, I would, yeah, they always find me. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would. I just set them a pet there, talk to the dog, um, which is also kind of just weird when you're like, they're like, who's this lady? She's not even talking to us. However, now I can absolutely walk into a room, make eye contact with everybody in that room and go, oh, my God, I'm so excited you guys are here. How are y'all doing? And it's genuine. Like, mm -hmm. I am excited to... I'm always excited to be there, but now I'm excited to be there as me. Yeah. Because yeah. you've done work yeah. on yourself. Right, right. So, personal development for the win. Yeah. So, yes. And I'm not I'm not nearly as hard on myself about, like, a, the first impression, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what I was talking about with the whole... This was the first event today that we went to. Yeah. When I didn't have monkey mind anxiety about, am I going to look right in the room? Am I going to look professional? Do I look like I belong? Whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was me in any social setting, even mm -hmm. if it was just to go down to the bars with, yes. with people that I didn't know really well. Like I always I, had to have somebody to go with. Yeah. I can't show up to anything oh, alone. Never. Yeah. Never. I couldn't, I remember vividly, there was a couple of times where I thought that we were going to be like riding together to go downtown and my friends would be like, oh, well, I'm we'll already be downtown. There. Yeah. I'm already downtown. Just come down here. And I'll be like, nope. Mm, it's happening. Never mind. I can't walk into the bar by myself. hundred percent. I, I need somebody I, to If I in. can't see where you're at, so yeah. I'm not doing like looking over everybody's like, hmm, this is my friend here. Cause that, that, that yeah. gives me anxiety. Exactly. Or I would sit on my too. phone until I was like. I'm outside the bar. Come find me. Exactly. Bring me into the bar. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was me to a T. Feeling and, like we look stupid, I think, is the biggest thing. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think part of it truly is like, as you get older, you start to realize 
that nobody else cares or is can no one else is noticing you freaking out because they're all freaking out about their own stuff absolutely and their own insecurities that's yoga so, too yeah we yoga about that. Yeah. personal development it's amazing you should try it <laughs> um, but yeah so i think that I think all of that kind of has to go, if we come back to the original topic here about why you're not social, um, a lot of it has to do with, I think as a society, we just are grossly, in our own heads. we're grossly in our own mm-hmm. heads. We're all suffering from some type of depression, anxiety, trauma that people, the majority right now, unfortunately, don't know how to heal or don't know that they need to heal. They think that they um, are okay, are doing just fine mm-hmm. when really they're not, they're not living their best lives. Um, so we're here to help you. Uh, but so, so what do we got? We got mental health reasons we have that as a society we've pushed everything online and we're all addicted to electronics and to our phones so even when we are in social settings we're all staring at our phones anyways yeah so i feel like we might even have that that connection or that disconnection where when you go to a social event and everyone's glued to their phones you're glued to your phone too because you don't want to be the only one not staring at your phone yeah so then you're like well i could have done this at home so the next time that group of people invites you out you're like no, I'm just going to stay home because... I didn't get anything from that. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's really important. Because I had this... I wrote this note down, I said asleep. Because I truly feel like that's another leg to it, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we talked um, on our podcast last week. I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's like the number one one the women are reaching out to me saying that they loved it. So, number nine, check it out for sure. But it just... People are asleep. Yeah. So, when you... I thought, I thought about this just yesterday. I was... Um, picking Cole up from school and I was watching this guy walk across a parking lot and he was on his cell phone like dilly billy be bopping away (laughs) just like we all do but I was like what if he gets hit by a car because he was like not even looking where he was going and in my brain I just saw this immediate progression of tv to computer to tablet to phone to Apple Watch, mm-hmm. to eventually just, like, tiny little thing embedded in your brain. Like, that's what where it's going to go eventually, something scary like that, right? Mm-hmm. But all of these things, they're, I don't, I never want to say that I feel like they're meant to keep you asleep, because I don't, I, I, I don't want to believe that the world is that nasty. But, let's think of it all. But are there things that do keep you okay. asleep. So, yes, I agree with that. And we'll get on, like, off onto a small tangent, because this could be a whole podcast. Oh, God, yeah. Own. But the world, you have to realize that the world is greedy because everyone is out to make themselves richer. When they're asleep. When they're they're asleep, yes. And so all of these big companies and these big corporations that are making all of these gadgets and and things that we don't need to survive, but they are marketing them to us as ways to improve your quality of life, um, we're all buying into it because of really great marketing strategy. Emotions too. And emotions. Apple's and, great at that. And um, what is it? Herd mentality. So, oh yeah. So you FOMO. FOMO. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You want to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you have all the the fanciest shoes and the fanciest purses and all of this. So it's it 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 did not happen overnight. No. It, it, this is something that unfortunately uh, started hundreds of years ago. And with the technology boom in the last ten or twenty years, thirty years maybe, like it's just only gotten worse faster yes so for 20 distractions 20 year olds like myself i mean i'm 27 years old i don't remember a time i really don't remember a time before technology like yes i vaguely have childhood memories of like playing outdoors and things but starting in middle school like it was all about portable dvd players and fight like cd like with multiple cd changers and everything it was all about electronics right in my childhood growing up so we just live in a time of society 
that electronics and gadgets and, and things are the most important thing to right. us. So, yes. So, society has made it harder for us to be social. Because social it, Yeah, I, I agree. Belly to belly, as they call belly it. Belly to belly, yeah, for sure. Um, and with that, you know, you and I, so I had made this announcement that, and I said it to my therapist, I told my husband, within, I didn't have a time frame per se, but I, I was like in my brain thinking like three years and three years from now, if social media hasn't changed, I got to get off of it. Yeah. And the only reason I hadn't is because I run a business from it. But just the other day I was telling my husband about like this amazing group I'm in on Facebook now because it just in like within the last week I found some really great stuff that I align with especially for like the lifestyle with gardening and things like that that's something I don't know anything about so I'm I went to online you know and was able to find it and he said to me what are you doing like you said you were getting off social media I was like oh my god I did say that didn't I and I had almost forgot that I had made that declaration and so you know it absolutely has its negativity to it it has the power to be very powerful, <laughs> positively <laughs> yes. powerful, uh, when used correctly. And I do think that it also has the opposite, okay? Like, I will tell you, like, there's some groups that I'm in that I almost can't stand because mm-hmm. all it is is a support group to listen to somebody else whine, right? Yeah. And it's like, no judgment, but my baby daddy, blah, 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 blah. And there's all these other girls that will be like, oh, girl, he is terrible. Like, oh, you deserve so much better. How about, mm, hmm, this is probably was a terrible experience for you. How are you doing? And maybe we talk about perspective option. I know, yeah. And I know that, again, that, but that's it. You know, there's people that's, that are asleep. But you have to be careful about that because if you're telling me that you get your social interaction from online media, that's great because now you can connect with Susie, Frank, and Tim that don't even live in the United States who you would have never met because of this beautiful technology. But you got to police yourself. Yes. And you have to be smart about it. And, and you, you have to realize if you're creating a virtual top five amount of people of who you're hanging out with I don't care if it's in a group setting or what you're still got to be aware of that you have to be aware of it and you have to be hyper vigilant of unfollowing people or unfriending people that are negative and that bring that experience negative yeah so you can't be in those groups that are all about gossip and yes and complaining and things like that because then that's what your life is going to be what you what you consume is what you what you become yeah so whether you're talking about actual food um, or digital content that you're reading and you're you're thinking about and you're just surrounding yourself with. So I think that's, again, tying back to our original topic, that's another reason why people aren't being very social is because they, we are a society run by social media right now, unfortunately. Yep. The majority of people are on social media on a daily basis, um, if not weekly. But if you are constantly seeing negative things about the world, you're not going to want to be social with people. Oh, like, yeah, because you're going to hate the world. Because you're going to hate the world. You're going to be negative. You're yeah. going to be, you're going to just assume that everyone's going to be complaining and like not want to be positive about the world. So you have to be hyper vigilant with what you're consuming on social media or on the internet in general. And that you have to seek out those positive people. You have to seek out those um, at least good feelings on, on social media. Because I agree. If you see yourself, if you follow positive people like yourself, Rachel, um, <laughs> people that follow you, you get messages all the time. Oh, yeah. I've started to get messages from people thanking me for being so vulnerable on social media, thanking me for, for not just being like fake, like everything's great over here. Like when I have bad days or if I have to go to therapy, I post about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm... It's I'm not taking... fake book and highlight reels. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're not surrounding your your 
social media around those fake book or those highlight real people mm -hmm. because then you're going to get that fear of missing out. You're going to get that jealousy, that anxiety. Why isn't my life as glamorous right, as theirs? Right, right, right. So you, you can't. You just have to be hyper-vigilant. I don't yeah. even know how to explain it anymore. Well, I, I mean, that it, again, it comes with that process of awareness and personal development, in my opinion. Um, so if you feel like, well, I don't know how to get past that. I mean, it's comparison. Comparison is the thief of all joy. Uh, and that is what social media does to us, mm -hmm. even without us understanding or knowing it. So we've said before, take social media breaks. I mean, like, yes. I, I know I'm on my social media a lot, but... As we've also talked about, my my social media has become incredibly intentional yes. now. Like, I get on to do the things I'm supposed to do, whether it's connect with a client, whether it's just to, like, show five people I love them on Facebook, whether it's to tell everybody happy birthday, whatever it is. But now I don't allow myself to be nearly as distracted by just scrolling mindlessly through my newsfeed the way I used to. Mm -hmm. I am looking for other people that have the same mentality as myself. I'm looking for other people who are trying to, uh, to better themselves because those are my people. Those are the people that I want to find to spread the word to others other people right and when you do it that way it changes the whole environment of what yeah. it is but I want to get off of that because um like I said take take a break from social media but nothing compares nothing compares to an in-person experience doesn't no hands down. yeah it can't you know that was like one so you and I are I think I really want to just like toot our own horns because I think we've been so good about not only do you and I see each other weekly i mean we try usually four to five days a week we're seeing each other you know we do our family stuff on sunday now with our both of our families have become you know unrelated right. families yeah. Yeah. and we are expanding our social circle circle in terms of weekly swim with um what we do we've also did that social activity this week we talked about already but then we had people over you know together like last saturday mm -hmm. uh, and that was so much fun that we were like we have to do this again yes. and it's just when you do it, it's like you forget how great it is because it's become so easy just to push right. it off and push it off. Well, and it's like I see you so often that some people might think that getting together for a strict – because we get together a lot for business stuff. We right. get together a lot for business stuff or accountability with like working out and going to yoga and things like that. Mm -hmm. So some might think that it would be hard for us to get together in just a social atmosphere to just have fun, to just relax. But that Saturday night where we just had people over – a couple weeks ago, I laughed so hard. I know. I, I, know. I had so much fun. It was it was not just our our regular group of people. Like we had, yeah, we had we different had, mix, and we had a lot of people there, and it was mm -hmm. so much fun because yeah. you get to joke around with people, you get to really get to know their personalities outside of business type things. And most of us were not on our phones like at all, at all, at all. Yeah, like we, we looked something up online like once. Yeah, and we didn't even play games. Like we just like just sat around and just. I, yeah, I mean, I kept saying, oh my God, I can tell I'm getting some abs. I can tell I'm getting some abs from yoga because I can feel it. It was so yes. fun. We had to like, cry laughing. We yeah. ate too much food. We had too we much did. booze. But you know, like a monthly occasion for that's not bad. I no. I had zero regrets about the fact that my face was broken out for a week because of all the crappy food I ate. Right. I, I just, it was nice for me and my boyfriend because like we, we try to hang out with his friends you know, occasionally, but they've all got lives, they've all got kids and different schedules and things like that. And with, you know, my boyfriend and like his kids schedules, you know, every other week he has his kids and then your schedule and his schedule are opposite for when you have your boys. So it's almost impossible for us all to get together at the same time. Yeah. Now, granted last Saturday was like a kid free thing and that was fun Woo! too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, but it, it was just so nice because it was, it was a different group of people and it was, yeah. 
zero stress. Like, yeah, yeah, were, yeah. Like, again, it was another one of those events that I had zero anxiety around it. It was, it was so comforting. And to know that I have now, a, we're expanding our group and we're, we're becoming more consistent with when we hang out and things like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's in, it, important that you said that because, you know, like I love my core group of girls that, you know, every time we are together, we go out and do something, whatever. Um, and I will always have them, but it, it, it is for me, at least it's not a problem, but you have to like really look at like, are my top five people I want to be like, because whether you like it or not, you will be like them. So mm -hmm. if you are not making, you know, the opportunity for yourself to have somebody that you can surround yourself that's going to pull you above with them, then you gotta be careful about your social circle. Are they catty? Are they vindictive? Is all they want to do is sit around and talk crap about other people? Like I used to do that like bad, bad. Like it used to be one of my favorite things to do was like to get together and talk about shit about people. And I don't, I mean, I know why, but that's another conversation for another day as well. Uh, but we, there was like, there's like none of that like this last time we got together and it, it's, it's just different. And I think that maybe that was why we had so much fun is because, you know, you weren't emotionally drained from all the negativity that you spewed forth about, you know, that night. It was more about, God, that was just like genuine connection. There was genuine laughter. Uh, you know, we got to bond with partners because that yeah. doesn't happen very often as well that we get to hang out with the men partners in our or in our lives. There were single women there as well. So it was just a really good connection. So, you know, we can sit here and talk about it all day. I think that some people might have tuned out already or like rolled their eyes, but we just want you to know that it's just a different game when you are intentionally being social. Yes. It's different when you just are showing up to show up because your friend invited you and it's your monthly commitment to yourself to say, well, I've been in the house and I'm wearing the same pair of underwear for five days, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, it's just, it's very powerful if you let it be, I it think. Is. Well, and one of the things that I know that I had to get out of when I was working my stressful law enforcement job was I would make plans with people and then I would cancel because, yeah. I, because I was so emotionally drained, like physically drained. I, I didn't know it at the time, but now being in talk therapy, um, I was recently diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So mm -hmm. I was going through a lot of things mentally that I wasn't letting anyone know about. Mm -hmm. And so when I had plans with people, quite often I would cancel because I was fighting my own demons and I didn't want, I didn't want people to know. Yeah. I didn't even know what I was really going through right. at the time. Um, but if, if you are going through talk therapy or if you're going through self-development, personal development, after you've gone through some type of trauma, you have to start learning how to not cancel on people, how to follow through with your promises, not just for them, but for yourself. Yeah. Because there was a part of your brain that said, hey, you need this social interaction. You want you, it. You want it. Yeah. You you want to be around this person. You want this person in your life. You want to make a connection with another human being. Go, go do follow those. Follow through. Yeah, go do those social events. I mean, now I am saying don't agree to just everything. everything. Exactly. Be intentional about what you agree to. If you know that somebody who who is a toxic person in your life invites you to something that you don't want to be a part of say say no, no. don't beat around the bush yes. about it don't like worry about hurting their feelings yeah, don't respond maybe on the Facebook yeah event. it's worse just, to do that just yeah. say no just say no you can just you can also just say thanks so much for the invite I've got plans like you don't have to make it a big deal you don't, yeah you don't have to explain why you can't go yeah just say sorry I got plans or I'm I have another obligation sorry whatever it is because yes. you are an obligation personal self-care is an obligation so mm -hmm. totally just practice saying that in the mirror 10 times i thanks so much for the invitation i have a prior 
engagement, engagement yeah. a prior obligation whatever it is just practicing it and get more comfortable because the more the more you say it the more confident you feel mm-hmm. and the more confident it'll come off so right. you don't have to worry about what people like do they see right through it no just say it over and over again you'll get comfortable saying it it'll feel natural yeah um but yeah what like don't if you want to change your life don't keep doing the same habits so don't keep canceling plans don't see keep saying yes to all the toxic people that you surround yourself with if you and also stop being to. a maybe that's just a personal annoyance Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. Uh, maybe I'll make it. Maybe I won't. No. You have the ability to make a damn decision. Right. Okay. I, I If I mark a maybe on something, then I just personally message the person and be like, here's my deal. I'd love to make it. Not sure. Whatever. Don't be a maybe. Maybes mm-hmm. are such a pain in the ass these days because it's like people yeah. are trying to plan these things for you to be there. It, like, right. I mean, we had really good turnout for the Monday thing. This is not like a reflection on that experience mm-hmm. at all. But... There had been times in the past, you know, where we would set up something and we had so much interest, so much interest, so much interest, but we can't work off of maybes because you don't know how many of those are actually going to show. And when you only have four, like, RSVPs, like, just be a decent human being. Like, this is not just specific to our things that I'm talking about. Other people are out there trying to do these types of things as well. So, yeah, baby steps for sure. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah, I think that's, I mean... That's really, and the importance, why is it important to be social? So we, we've gotten the networking, get networking, getting out of your depressive mental health. Yep. Um, if you surrounding yourself with other like-minded people, but at the same time, different minded yeah, people, different minded people. It's expanding <laughs> your horizons, expanding your circle, um, becoming more social and really just, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. There's a reason, I mean, there's a reason why it's called social. No, well, that's a definition of social. Somebody made it up, Rachel, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Yes. It's fun is important. Fun is important, and I, be- I truly believe that so much of us are lacking it these days because yes. the world is so negative, because we're all suffering, because majority of us, it's not just like a suffer- suffering on a mental level. Mm-hmm. Some of us are just so effing busy because we don't have the financial support that we right. need, whether that's a low-paying job or whatever our situation is. But when you are going through something, that's the times the most when you need community. Yes, and I was just going to say that. I was listening to a podcast in my car on the way here, and she, the, the gal that I was listening to made some type of comment about she makes it a point, even though she's racking in hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars every year, she makes it a point to reply to every message. And mm-hmm. she makes it a point to follow up with people when she says she's going to, and she's intentional with where she spends her time. Um, and it's because she wants people to know that she's there for them when she, they need her so that when she turns around and needs them, that people will be there for her. Right. Because they, it doesn't matter how much money she makes. She's no, still a human being. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that she brought up. And yeah. she brought up, I mean, this is maybe going off on too much of a tangent, but she brought up on a different podcast about the fact that she had attended a funeral for an influencer, a social media influencer a couple of years ago who had, you know, thousands of followers. And there was maybe a hundred people at the funeral. And she said it made her really sad because well, how much did you really influence these people's lives if you only touched 100 people and you had thousands of people claiming that they were like loved you, followed everything that you did? So it's one of those things where you can be as social as you want on social media. You can put up the fake book. You can do all of that thing. But without making genuine in-person connections, mm-hmm. what's the legacy you're going to leave behind? What are the connections that you're going to leave behind? Well, that's a law of reciprocity, reciprocity yeah. as well. For same same exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you just get on your platform and you just spew, spew, spew good content, mm-hmm. but yeah, you ignore those messages, you ignore those people. People are people, and we all start at zero someplace, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's really important to to note as well. Yeah, yeah because I, I I agree with that. Like I I'm bad at like 
efficiency in terms of speed, but Same. and and if we're being totally fair, uh, Facebook has also been really terrible from time to time about notifications. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea people responded back to me. I need a, I need a better follow up system for sure. But you have to know it's not intentional. I. Anderson and I both have made it a point when we do our follow-ups on Mondays is that we're going back through our messages for like the last week from the last time we saw each other to make sure, did I miss somebody? Did I miss somebody? Did I miss somebody? Did I miss somebody? Because we don't want you to be missed. Uh, we want you to know that your voice is heard. We want you to know that you're important. And it doesn't matter if it's just to tell us to have a good day or if you feel like you were struggling in your marriage. Uh, it's important. And yes. that's the beginning step because once you are able to heal and really thrive, it's then your responsibility to help somebody else. So, um, I hope that this was a helpful um, topic today. It was important, I believe. Um, I think that all you got to do is kind of just look at yourself and see, like, where am I at? Am I where I really want to be? Do I really enjoy the things that I say that I'm enjoying? Um, or am I doing it out of comfort? Or was I made for more? Those are important com- conversations to have with yourself. And then somebody close to you. If you're not in a relationship, you can reach out to one of us. You can reach out to somebody who believes in your top five. Uh, and make sure you have those conversations. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up before we do. Anderson, you want to tell them one more time where they can find you? Well, yes, of course I do. My name, again, is Jess Anderson, but you can just call me Anderson. You can find me online on my website at photoswithanderson.com and on my private top secret group, Boudoir Photos with Anderson. You know, I keep saying top secret, which is really funny because I tell everybody about it every time. <laughs> well, they, so they have to be, group. they can't get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's can't private. just get in. Yeah. 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 It's so a, it's still it's secret. Private, it's still a secret group. It's still a private right. group. That's you right. have to request um, to join, but yeah, you can also just find me on Facebook on my business page and message me. Yeah. I think I'm on my, I listed my phone number. Go text me. Call I hope me. that people are still tuning in because I totally forgot about the 31 day wellness uh, thing that we're doing. Yes. If y'all are on Facebook, we have a 31 day wellness uh, challenge and it's 100% free to participate. It is uh, zero required purchase. It's nothing like that at all. It is just going to be where there'll be tips and tricks posted for you to get started on your wellness, whether you are a beginner, an amateur, or a professional in your personal development journey, especially if you are professional, we want you because we're going to want you to share your growth to the other people that feel like they're struggling. So it is 100% free to be a part of it. There are going to be prizes and stuff. And we start that on March 1st, which is Sunday. So uh, it's never too late to get into it. So if you are interested, please make sure to let us know. For myself, okay, okay. Make sure you can listen to all the other podcasts we have here on Anchor. Uh, Make sure to share too, because that really helps us out to be able to get our word out to people uh, to a broader amount of audience and things like that. Uh, Now, on the book of face, the devil that we talked about today, shamelessly promote myself, go over to a good girl's guide page like it. And you can also make sure to PM if you want to be a part of the private page for sexual wellness and intimacy needs. Uh, you got to be 18 years or older and feminine energy for that group. And then over on the Instagram, a vote for parties, vote show. So we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If there's anything that you feel like you would like us to cover in a podcast topic as well, we are always open to ideas. Because uh, no, week to week, we never even know what we're going to talk about until we're about five minutes together in a room, which is always awesome. Yeah. So um, we'll go ahead and get this uploaded and posted. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Um, the weather has been bizarrely crazy for February but hopefully it stays either warm or actually gets us the weather we're supposed to have for the polar bears Uh, so we'll go ahead and tune out enjoy the rest of your night have a fantastic week thank you so much we love you to death and bye. bye